the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome to another Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. This is a briefcast where I come to you guys solo without my special teams unit, Biscuit or the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, or former NFL linebacker, Eddie Robinson. Normally, uh, I come to you guys for full-fledged episodes with one or two of those guys, and we have a number of features. But when I come to you with the briefcast, I come to you solo and just uh, touch on one or two things. You know, it's so much that I can get into. Uh, But if you hadn't had a chance to listen to full-fledged episodes, please go back and do so. And if you're listening on KTSU Radio, please go to SoundCloud or iTunes or TuneIn and listen to past episodes. I know there's several on the KTSU uh, Radio.com podcast uh, website. I know that there's several there. Uh, But if you want to go back and listen to any of the old episodes, go to SoundCloud and feel free to comment or like or whatever, download, however you whatever you want to do, uh, so we can be uh, as interactive as we can be. And as always, you can tweet me at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, or uh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and or group on Facebook. So all of those ways you can reach out and touch me. I talk so much on the local show and on the uh, on other podcasts and on the briefcast. It's been a minute since I've come to you guys on the podcast, and I apologize for the delay, and, and I'll do better because I don't want to get you guys in the habit of uh, expecting to hear from me and, and not be able to do so. In fact, I'm thinking about doing a Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast revival where we do five or six days in a row. And just to see if you guys, are you do you want, do you desire daily uh, sort of daily updates? Do you want to hear from me or from us on a daily basis, let me know. I want to hear from you guys. You guys tell me, and I'll know how to go forward. And, uh, again, I'm growing because of you guys, after all, anyway. And I've done a lot of things uh, based on feedback I've gotten from you guys. So be sure to do that. So there's been so much to talk about uh, since I've last come to you. A lot of NBA stuff. And I'm so sick of the Lakers and the national shows uh, really taking up time w- with a team that's uh, had, that has the 10th best record in the Western Conference in the L.A. Lakers. Pretty sick of all of that conversation because there's some good basketball being played, but so much of the energy is zapped by the Lakers and LeBron. And, you know, I really hope that they don't make it to uh, the playoffs. I don't I don't care. I, I mean, I would much rather see a young uh, Sacramento Kings team make it as opposed to the Lakers because, again, this season was really messed up uh, by, I, I'll say, LeBron and his team and, and complicit in all of this it, are the Lakers trying to accommodate LeBron's sense of urgency. And all of a sudden, after the All-Star break, LeBron was supposed to have flipped the switch and then the team was supposed to turn it on. Well, the result is they've lost, uh, what, uh, they're 4-10 in the last 14 games, so they're not raising any hell. And I don't think uh, – I think still think there's room for them to come back and get into the playoffs, uh, and they probably will, but I don't care about seeing them in the playoffs. I think that there are more compelling stories that we can go with to get ourselves interested in, especially on the Eastern Conference side of things. Uh, when you look at the Eastern Conference, it's a whole lot going on over there, not the least of which is the surging Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo 
Depot. And, you know, you look at Boston sort of falling apart under the, and I'm using air quotes here, the leadership of Kyrie Irving. He, You know, he's getting to be a guy that you don't, you're not a big, I'm not a big fan of how he's handling himself in Boston. I think everybody thought, and, and probably rightfully so, that after this young team, went rudderless all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and almost got uh, to the NBA Finals, certainly Kyrie coming back would be the tipping point. That would be all that they needed to get there, and that it would be their year. Kyrie was going to take them because of his experience and his leadership. But since he's just not – he's dropped the ball. I really think that he has dropped the ball as a leader. And, you know, you go back and you call LeBron and apologize, trying to send, I think, send cryptic messages to your team through publicly talking about how, you know, you just – you really appreciate LeBron now and the burden of being a leader – no, man, that's that, that's not what you do. That That's not how to do what you're doing and sulking every time out, uh, every post-game interview, and really talking about who you don't owe-ish to and all. You're doing a lot, Kyrie, and and it's clear that you can't be the alpha male like you, like you thought. I mean, even though you're one of the best uh, ball handlers in the NBA and you do some special things, you no no you can't handle these young bucks because you have some stars on that team. When you talk about Tatum and Brown and and you know Marcus Smart and I mean you just have a number of guys on that team that are really really nice. Rozier and these guys want to get out and run. The veteran leadership seems to be coming from Al Horford, who's sort of a quiet guy. He just goes out and does his, his thing. But you know Boston is a whole another situation, and that thing is sort of falling apart. Uh, Toronto's still fun to watch to see what happens in Philadelphia. So there's stories, there are things that you can talk about in the NBA that don't revolve around LeBron James. I mean, we, we're over uh, how you destroyed. <laughs> and again, maybe a disproportionate amount of blame I'm putting on LeBron. But, you know, all of this stuff with Anthony Davis and the tampering and Rich Paul, it's just it's just a lot. And it's really getting tiring when you think Golden State all this time is just motoring right along, doing their thing. You have a young, emerging Denver Nuggets team that's fun to watch, that's competitive night in and night out. And then uh, the streak here in Houston, the streak just ended with James Harden. But that was a phenomenal, phenomenal feat. And I just think that, man, I don't know. I think it's going to take some time to sit back and appreciate what 32 straight games where he had 30 or more points. So there's a lot there. It's a lot to uh, wrap your head around. And I think that he's not being appreciated. And I I don't know why. I just don't. I don't know why. I mean, we go through this in Houston all the time on the local show. I don't think that people love him like we've loved our past sort of superstars on the Rockets. And I just can't explain why. I don't, I don't know why. I think there's a growing appreciation for him in some sense, but there's also sort of a, a resignation that this is just what it's going to be, a lot of individual stuff, maybe not the sort of success that we were hoping for. Although this team, 3-0, and three wins over Golden State, and the last one coming this weekend, and, boy, that was a whole lot of fun. And and they did it without James Harden. So there's hope. There, Chris Paul's back. He's playing well. Uh, you took a, you get uh, Clint Capella back. He's he's there. 
Uh, we'll have to see. I, I don't know what to make of the Rockets, but I tell you what, there's some great basketball being played in the city of Houston right now. When you look at the Texas Southern Tigers, winners of eight in a row, and they're doing their thing in the swag. Prairie View, right down the street, really uh, in the greater Houston area, they are leading the conference. And, and then you look at the University of Houston, number six team in the country. So some great basketball, an exciting time to be a basketball fan here in the city of Houston. And if you hadn't had a chance to check out any of those be sure i don't care if it's on on a national level be sure to find a way to check out some of this basketball being played in the city of houston the other thing i want to talk about is the robert Kraft situation i just think that i mean that is that's pretty big news in, in some respects and in other respects it's not a big deal at all but there's some observations i had about this whole entire robert Kraft situation uh, but if you don't know uh, Robert Kraft on a couple of days was caught on tape on videotape uh, soliciting with allegedly sex from a prostitute in a, a Jupiter, Florida strip center massage parlor. Now, now wrap your head around that a Jupiter, Florida strip center massage parlor. And he got the proverbial happy ending, according to uh, law enforcement officials. And there are deeper implications because obviously um, that in itself is one discussion. But the component that they believe that some of the women there who are working there were trafficked there. And that's a that's a huge, big, big deal. And that's something that's really uh, getting a lot of attention around the country here in the Houston area is they say a huge hub for uh, sex trafficking and all of those things. Uh, But that is a big deal if it turns what however that turns out i don't know that component of this story uh can really change and make this thing go one way or the other a couple things that stood out to me when you look at robert Kraft's approach to things as opposed to floyd mayweather and, and I, I just bring this up and not not just floyd but the culture on the other side robert Kraft, a guy worth six billion dollars Six billion dollars. He goes in, he pays $59 for the massage. He gets in and out in 14 minutes. And if you read the reports, the police police reports, he paid the, I guess the masseuse, I guess. I guess we can use that term loosely. He pays the masseuse a $100 bill and another undisclosed bill. So probably... $200, whatever. They knew for a fact that one of them was a $100 bill, and he's gone about his way. He went on January 19th and January the 20th. Now, what's significant about the 20th is that that was the day that the New England Patriots played in the AFC Championship in Kansas City. So he went that morning and uh, took care of whatever his needs were and went to the game. Now again, however you feel about prostitution and and the the morality of that and the legality of that that that's one thing, but just on a sort of a, a looking at it on a different level, the efficiency and the routine nature and the frugalness for which he pursued his whatever he was trying to do, it's it's amazing to me that somebody worth six billion dollars, you go as if you're going to get a cup of coffee. And uh, solicit something that is, you know, really open to the public. You you would think that six billion dollars, I have an exclusive way to address my 
wildest desires, whatever those are. And maybe he does, but maybe this is just routine maintenance. But you look at that versus Floyd and these guys making it rain. And you look, and, and I said, well, this is how rich people stay rich. This man goes in for, what, 300 bucks, in, out, and he's done. And Floyd has dropped 10, 15, 20,000. I'm like, oh, man, this is, this is a statement. I think we can learn from his efficiency. You talk about task oriented. He goes in at 10.59, leaves at 11.14 or 11.13, in and out. And then he goes and, and gets his team, uh, you know, a team that he's paying for uh, to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's a l- little bit lighthearted look at it, but it's a big, big deal, especially if they find out uh, that some of the participants uh, were trafficked from China. Apparently, these were Asian women, so that's a big deal. And the, the NFL has to make a huge statement, but they're limited in what they can do. And I'll, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this sort of thing. I tend to think it's not going to be a big, big deal. And I think that even if they find him the maximum, which is $500,000, that's the equivalent of about eight bucks for folks who are making the median salary in the United States. So it's not a it's not something that's going to harm him in any way financially. I'm sure he's embarrassed, but that's already taking place. And uh, he's charged with misdemeanor solicitation. And I know that there were some questions about was it prostitution if he did not actually if well i mean you have to read up on it and make up your own mind but it was very uh i just a very interesting look at how he went about his business because you think 6 million dollars hey you know i can spend 100 grand and do whatever but no 300 bucks uh i mean the equivalent of going to starbucks and and you know doing what you do and and being done. And I don't want to take prostitution lightly. And I know some people have a much more, you know, a different view about these things from a moral standpoint. And, you know, I can tend to see if these are consenting adults. I, I tend to say, hey, I, we can't control human beings and what they do. What you don't want are people who are indentured servants and slaves and locked up. And and you don't want minors. Uh, and, you know, these are the people we have to protect. Uh, that leads to a deeper discussion that we won't have here. But it's just an interesting look. at you compare these guys that are spending tens of thousands of dollars and with these public displays of just throwing money out to these women who are da- dancing uh, for them. And I'm sure, um, you know, they want – well, I'll digress from that standpoint. But I, I just thought that was very interesting. We'll have to see what the NFL does. I don't think it will be major, major punishment, but it's certainly a black eye for or for the shield because they always talk about the shield, the shield, the shield. I never have bought into the shield because you're talking about a violent sport played with men who are paid to hurt each other in a physical manner and, and, and not hurt. Because, but, I mean, when you are 270 pounds and you are tackling a quarterback that's 215 pounds, yeah, there's going to be some physical damage. We know that, that football is a violent game, and you can dress it up, and you can put lipstick on it, but it's still a pig. And I love that pig because I love football. Uh, but, you know, this, this, oh, the shield, the shield. And, you know, we see these other leagues popping up, 
and I want them to succeed because I, I you know, I want to see guys continue to play. Uh, I saw some of the team in San Antonio have a, they have a bunch of guys from University of Houston around the league. They're a bunch of swag guys that are playing, getting an opportunity. Willie Quinn is one that comes to mind from Southern. So you know, I want to see these other leagues succeed. But at the end of the day, football is football, and and the NFL has done a great job in many many ways. But I think they go too far with the image of the league when you talk about what it really is. You're talking about a violent game that we can live vicariously through our modern-day gladiators. So we'll have to see how the morality police handle themselves uh, when it comes to Robert Kraft, one of their own. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. And I'm sure that I'm, my view is probably a little late, you know, a little bit too casual and passive for a lot of folks. But, hey, leave me your comments. Let me know what you think about that. And uh, before I get out of here, a couple things. Johnny Manziel, out of the CFL, don't know what he did yet. I'm sure that that just broke this afternoon. We'll have to see what happens with that. And big kudos to uh, Spike Lee and the New York Knicks for making it to the Oscars. Samuel L. Jackson was the presenter, if you didn't catch that, was presenting an award for the best adaptation of a screenplay, and the winner was a bunch of people and Spike Lee. Now, I say a bunch of people because Spike went up there with his uh, his notepad uh, or his sheets torn from a notepad, and he tried to read a speech. It didn't go really well. He jumped into the arms of Samuel L. Jackson, but before that, Samuel L. Jackson reminded him or actually informed him that the Knicks have won, had won the game uh, just prior to the award ceremony. In addition to that, they're two and zero since I, uh, since Spike Lee has won the Oscar. So uh, that was fun to look at. But Spike did a whole lot. Uh, you know, he spoke when there were five other people who adapted the screenplay. He got all the love and all the all the excitement out of it. I do think this. He should have gotten the Oscar for Malcolm X. He should have been nominated. I don't think he was even nominated for Malcolm X. And, and but I can tell you this: Malcolm X and the documentary he did when the levees broke on HBO. He'll do. No, I don't think he'll ever do anything better than those two things. Black Klansman was nominated for the Best Picture, but I'm telling you, Malcolm X was, is the best thing he, I think he'll he'll ever do. I mean, and again, I like a lot of Spike Lee films. Uh, from Crooklyn to Mobetta Blues. I like Spike Lee's work, but Malcolm X was so apart from that. Denzel should have won for best actor with that one. But yeah, so the Nick, the, uh, the, I guess the most popular Nick fan in the world got a chance to hear about his team while winning the Oscar. Let's see how long this, uh, this honeymoon for the Knicks will will last. This the, the glow of the Oscar uh, will last on the New York Knicks. So I say that in jest. But hey, want to remind you guys, hit me up. There are a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of things we want to get into. Zion Williamson, uh, Nick Foles not being franchised. What's going to happen in Pittsburgh? A lot of NFL stuff. The pitch clock in baseball. There's so many things I want to get to. The kneeling players. Uh, at Ole Miss. There's a lot of stuff that we want to get to, and we'll do so. Uh, and if not on the Houston show, in, or in addition to the Houston show, I'm sure we'll talk about a number of those things. We want to talk about those things as well uh, on uh, upcoming podcasts. So uh, tell me what you think. Give me uh, a shout out and let me know how you feel. And thank you so much for listening and spreading the word. And as always, have a great day.